Good morning and welcome to the latest Tree Talk special. Today, myself and Matt are going to be looking back at an incredible All-Ireland final as Limerick made it three in four years. After the display of the ages, we'll be looking back on the game, where it was won and lost, stand-up performers, and looking at this Limerick team in a context and where they rank in the all-time greats. So do stay tuned. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Symphony in this game for anybody. So for anyone that has their opinions, make sure to get them in and we'll be talking through them. But Matt, that, that clip, we're going to have to add a few into it. What was the stand-up moment from Sunday that you could be adding into it? For me, it's definitely uh, the Peter Casey shuffle. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, there are so many moments, but looking at that introductory clip uh, of, of, of real highlights, um, what we got last Sunday, of course, Jack was 70 minutes of that um, throughout the field in all areas of the field. Jack, it, 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 it's absolutely incredible. And I, I don't know, do, do the players realise, um, but I'm, I'm sure they're back among their communities now, what it has done to lift the communities around the county. Like people are, there's people that I, I know that I rarely see with a smile on their face going around now with a permanent smile. You know, that, 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 that there's a pride there in, in, in what this group of players ha, have achieved. They have lifted the whole county. They have lifted the communities, um, even more so than 2018 and, 20, uh, and 2020. Now, 2020 was in the depths of a pandemic and it was facing up to Christmas and it got lost and all that sort of thing. But people have, have, have an opportunity at this time, to, you know, to really, really relish it. And um, it's, it's such an antidote um, to this ongoing pandemic. And like, it was a performance for the ages. And um, those of us that are around as long as I've been around and, and have suffered 45 years of, of, of being in the wilderness as far as all islands are concerned, we just couldn't believe what was unfolding in front of our eyes. Um, it was simply an incredible, incredible performance. Um, 1 to 15, Jack, you know, right from, I suppose, we got a very good first five minutes. Mm, definitely. Maybe six or seven minutes. Like um, we, we got Rod Hegarty's first goal, and then we had the response from Shane Kingston. But after that, Jack, it 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 was um, it it, it was um, it, it was just simply awesome. Like I've been, I was in Cork City for the day yesterday, actually, and met a number of people. And the overriding emotion there seemed to seemed to be that you know disappointed to be beaten. But no shame in being beaten to a team of that caliber, which I think sums it up. Oh, definitely not. They're, they're a special, special team. We'll get into that. But just on that opening five minutes, I suppose, even the build up to the game, the half an hour beforehand, 
I, I suppose we missed out last year, 2018, there's probably a lot of nerves coming in as probably outsiders this year as favourites, probably more nerves, if anything, the parade, every, everyone mentions this parade and it was incredible to be back in Crop Art and All-Ireland Final there. <coughs> Absolutely incredible and the build-up was fantastic and the atmosphere outside the ground was fantastic, but tense, Jack. Ten, tens, tens for both sides, and I, I, I have to admit that I, I share that tension myself, living here on the border, um, and um, uh, you know, I, I had a sense all the time that um, uh, you know, Cork were really, really going to put it up, and what a possible banana skin, um, because as I've said a number of times in this cast, I, I respect Cork hurling and, and 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 what it has done over the years, and. Quite honestly, I, I might say that I'd never have lived to see the day um, that um, a Limerick team would put on the type of performance that they put on in Croke Park. I also, at the other end of the spectrum, I, I, I never thought I'd see the day that a Cork team would be so comprehensively beaten in an All-Ireland final. Yeah, and I, I, I suppose at the start, when when Gerard Hegarty scores that goal, you think, right, they're settled in. This could be a long day, the day we got. But Cork's response was emphatic and you were kind of thinking if this goes to a shootout, you would nearly fancy Cork. Yeah, the the, the response was absolutely fantastic. But the, 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 the response was, was a classical product of what has brought Cork this far. Um, working the ball smartly through the lines and up to Kingston. And like Shane Kingston had quite a bit of work to do um, when... when um, when he got the ball and um, like his his execution and his finish after that was was absolutely first class. There's the doubt in that about that, but after that, Limerick just closed down. They were they were having no more of that, you know. And um, it, 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 they gave Limerick a wake up call. And from a court point of view, it was it was too early to be giving Limerick a wake up call because they woke up. You know, if there was any doubt about him, um, they, they they just stamped their authority from there on. You know. And, and um, had that goal maybe come halfway through the second half, it might have had a greater impact if the game was close. But by God, after that, look, 3.18 in the first half, all from play, um, or was it 3.17 from play or whatever, you know, would have won 109 of the 139 All-Irelands played to date. So yeah. I, 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 I think that says it all. And I, I think um, I heard, was it in one of the commentaries, um, that, that Limerick were worthy of every score of it, which they were. Like, mm. and, you know, when, when, when you see the, the complete team performance and the quality of the goals, and I know we'll be talking about Keane Lynch later, like, but um, the complete performance, like when you see Barry Nash coming up just before halftime, left corner back coming up and popping it over the bar, complete performance from a complete team. Oh, com complete performance. And, I suppose it, it showed the strength of the Slimmer team that straight from Kingston's goal, Nicky Quaid finds Peter Casey, who had worked back so far in the field. And probably, I'd say Peter's probably just outside his own 45, inside the, the 65, turns and strikes over the bar. And it was an indication of just how strong the Slimmer team are to respond and also the form that Peter Casey was in. And it's a real pity when he saw him for the first half because he was electric. Uh, absolutely electric. And, and um, like... Um... You know, Limerick were robbed, and 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 the public, 
um, the attendance in Croke Park and all those watching in were robbed of, of one of the game's real stars when 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 um, when Peter Casey went off a most unfortunate injury. And uh, I just all we can do is wish Peter the very very best to get back as soon as possible. But like you know, he he he. he the impact he'd made in the half hour that he was on the game, five points from play in an All-Ireland final, Jack. All from play. Like, he was right up there and challenging for man of the match. You, 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 could, only, you, you, you could only hazard the guess as to what score or what tally he would have ended up with because he, he, was, he was all over the place. And, um, like, he... he you know, he was a pure, as 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 I said, as we said in the preview, he was a pure nuisance to the to the court defence. And like we we heard all this thing about the court defence, and th th there was a belief that this court defence at last, that court had defensively got it right, and and um, maybe they had that to a certain degree the the the, the tightening up in the court defence was um, um was one of the reasons that they found themselves in Croke Park last Sunday. Yeah, I I would agree, but um, right. Do, I don't think Claire produced uh, provided an adequate challenge to that narrative. Certainly, Dublin didn't provide it, and I think Kilkenny, to a certain degree, were all over the shop. Um, I, I I honestly thought, and I didn't realise it until I sat down to write the preview of the semi final, how moderate a team Kilkenny were. Um, no, it 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 was um it 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 was a landmark victory for Cork in that they had found in that they had found Kilkenny to be a huge stumbling block for the last number of years, um particularly in the latter stages of the championship, and it was a huge um thing for them to get over it and 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 to beat Kilkenny, but I honestly think that Cork read probably too much into the victory over Kilkenny, and and um. Like they should have asked themselves the question six points up, we allowed Kilkenny back into it. And Jack, when 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 you go to extra time in any game, you're going into lottery territory. There was no guarantee that they'd have come out of it. Right, Cork have adopted the mental strength that that um you know that 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 they got over they they got over the line in that one, but um on reflection, um, it was never, never uh, going to be good enough uh, to beat Limerick. Um, and hindsight is a perfect science. But um, we did say um, in the lead up to the championship that we felt that Limerick were at 75-80% against Waterford. They closed the gap to 100, peaked at the very, very right time, just as they did in last year's All-Ireland final. They kept the very best wine for last, and and we see we we see what the good wine looks like and what it tastes like. Yeah, and I just want to touch it. And in three goals, you drink wine, Jack? Do you? I I don't. To be honest, I wouldn't be a wine drinker. I wouldn't be much of a drinker at all. I prefer Coca Cola. To be honest, all my friends will attest to that. I probably drink a bit too much of it. But we had a few beers after the game. I won't lie, which was great. It was great because we missed out in twenty twenty. But just on on the on the goals, Matt. I suppose. You, we, we got a goal within the first two minutes. Do you think Limerick went out to get goals or the genius that is Key Lynch just realised in that split second there was a goal on here because he he takes a little touch for the first goal, Keane Lynch, that probably a lot of people didn't realise that 
totally opened up the space for Rod Hegarty. But do you think it was a, a thing that Limerick set out to go for goals straight away or just a feel of the game and the players are so good that they could adapt within the first two minutes to realise there is goals here for us? I, I, I think they I think they probably adapted, but I, I, I think there might be um a bit of the former, like that they that they set out to to um you know, because because of Cork's reputation as as being dab hands at, 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 at goal scoring, um I you know, there might be a there might there certainly was an element in that 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 we would um you know that we would put doubts in their minds and let them see that they, they haven't exclusive rights to, to 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 goal scoring. But look, what can be said about Keane Lynch? Um, he he was responsible for two four in the first half directly. Like the, the two goals that he created were simply off the charts, simply off the charts. But full credit as well to Gerard Hegarty for reading the situation and and get, and, and getting into the space. But like you know, the passes and 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 the lead up work of Lean of of Keen Lynch was was just off the charts, Jack. Yeah, I want to talk in depth about, about Keen Lynch in a while because it was arguably the best performance in Ireland final ever. But just touch on your point there, the Crow Degarty realised the space for his second goal and Limerick's third goal. Like Crow, like Keen Lynch is going on the line. Mark Coleman is trying to drag him down. <laughs> You can't you can't stop Keen Lynch when he's in that form. Just no way stopping him. But Crowe Hegarty is standing on the sideline for about five, six seconds, completely on his own. Like, had Cork given up the ghost at that stage? Or Limerick just too good? Or what was it like? Uh, it, 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 it was just the power of Limerick. That, 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 and Limerick were on, they were absolutely on a roll. I think Cork at that stage was, was slightly mesmerised and... and um, um, how Kieran Kingston must have been looking at his watch, hoping, no, could he could he get a break from it and get him in, get him in at half time and and see if they could rectify something. But Limerick were on such a roll at that stage, like that you know anything that Cork had tried at that point, it it, it wasn't working. And um, like as I say, you have to you have to laud and 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 salute um, the the. The approach work of Keen Lynch for, for the two goals, but you also have got to laud and salute um, the, the the role that Garrod Hegarty played in in in, in um, getting into the position. And uh, Jack, they were both very very clinical finishes. Mm. Patrick Collins didn't have a chance with either. Yeah, he didn't. Then. In the in the grand, you said about you mentioned the three eighteen. They would have won one hundred nine out of one hundred thirty nine finals. I think Limerick had six wides as well, if not more. Like was it as close perfection as you've ever seen in in a half in any game, not just to mind the Northern Ireland final. It, it it was as close to perfection as I've seen in seventy five minutes or whatever, whatever, however much Fergal Horgan. Um, uh, Played and 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 just mention of Fergal Hogan in case we didn't we don't get a chance again. I thought his handling of the All Ireland final was first class. First class. First class, um, and um, absolutely first class, and not because Limerick won. Um, you know, I I I I don't think anybody could argue with the decision that he made during the game, and even even um, late in the game there when he saw fit to book two players. 
like he did so after being absolutely certain of what happened and what was what was the necessary sanction to take. Um, full credit to the official and he, his team. Um, excellent performance. Uh, ten out of ten there on on on, on that one um, for Fergal Horgan. But on Fergal Horgan, that's what we've come to expect from him. Like he is head and shoulders above the rest, and it's probably it's not an insult on the other referees. It's just no. a, comp a compliment to Fergal. He peak of his powers and I was listening to the, the Examiner podcast there and Mark Landers it was saying that it might be his final game I don't know if he's an insider or not but he'd be he'd be a big loss to the GA but I suppose in the second half man and you're saying it's it's still a perfect performance like Limerick hit like a fair share wide like this could have been 20-25 points a win really it could have been it could have been because I, I, I think there was a stage there and then early after the second water break that I, I, I thought Limerick seemed for briefly to take their foot off the gas and they were just nonchalantly passing it around instead of, you know, um, kind of, they, they were into sort of containment mode. We, we have it now. Um, we'll, 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 we'll just see it out. Um, and... Um, uh, but look, they, they, they went again. But it, it, it could have been a it could have been a greater it could have been a greater score. It could have been a greater margin. Um, no doubt at all about it. And of course, it's a record margin. It, it exceeds Kilkenny's three thirty in 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 two thousand and eight, and it it exceeds Cork's um, six twenty one in in nineteen seventy. And that that final was an eighty minute final, so they had ten minutes extra to amass that score and um look you could talk about it all day but in summary it was a consummate performance performance for the ages a performance will we ever again see it it was the performance that you would dream of um that you would dream of but um in in, in reality you would think that it couldn't happen but it on it unfolded in front of our eyes in, in Croke Park last Sunday, on the calling's biggest day, on the game's biggest stage, there can be no arguments, Jack. Yeah, it was kind of disbelief watching it. It was sort of in awe, disbelief, joy. I felt all the emotions, and I, I was there was a Cork man sitting in front of me, like, and I actually kind of felt bad for them after a while, and I actually felt bad for the Cork players because the work rate, Matt, from the Limerick players, but like it starts in the full forward line of Patrick Collins. I suppose looked down the field and he saw Darren Burns, Declan Hannon, Dan Morrissey, Kyle Hayes, like going long probably isn't really an option. And he went short to his credit. And the Cork players, who are generally very comfortable on the ball, were put under huge pressure. And there was a good few turnovers and scores for Limerick. But like Limerick's work rate, and Tom Morrissey said it, he said the work rate comes first and the hurling follows. Like it's incredible for 70 minutes that the, what the, the work that Joe O'Connor has started and obviously Mike Kiley has now taken to a new level. It's just incredible to watch. Absolutely incredible, and of course, um, going poking the ball into the same half of the field as Keane Lynch is not an option because yeah. he, he he's all he's he's all over the place. And so, like you know, you're right there when you you look down and you see Declan Hannon, and when you see him, um, Kyle Hayes, Dermot Burns, and um, Willem O'Donoghue and Dara Donovan sitting deep for the for the puck out. <laughs> like that, there, there aren't much options. Or what do you try and do? Pocket towards Keen Lynch, Tom Morrissey, and Garod Hegarty, who will return it with change? You know, it's 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 it, it's just one of those hopeless situations that you find yourself in, Jack. Um, it, it, um, I, I look, 
I, I'm probably carried away by it. Um, it was only yesterday that I really began to realize what exactly had, what what exactly we had seen, and you know, it, it goes so far in 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 atoning for 45 years of of being bystanders and wondering would we ever win in All Ireland again, but. By God, this group have made up for a jack. Yeah, they have, and we'll we'll be discussing them in in the context of great teams of all time. And just one thing I want to touch on is is probably the full forward line, and they were afforded afforded a lot of space. Like that, that's granted because Tom Morrissey and Grod Hegarty went deep, and Cork followed them, and it's probably not really wise. But I suppose before we get onto the full forward line, it's kind of a case of I know I was talking with lads in the pub later on that night. It's kind of a case of. How do you want to be killed? Do you want to follow the half forwards and let it into the full forward line and hope that their the defenders can go one on one, or do you let Hegarty and Morrissey go deep and they shoot from distance? Like, is how do you stop them really? You can't. Well, I, I thought the full forward line were excellent, and um, I I had serious doubts uh, about the Cork full back line. Um. I felt that Robert Downey had dovetailed nicely in when Damien Cahillan cried off injured against um, uh, against Clare. And um, uh, seemingly did quite well. And like the narrative was that he was he was going to be the all-star fullback. And I, I didn't buy into that. You, you will recall when we were having that chat that I... I I, I couldn't. Um, yeah. I, I just couldn't buy into it because I, I really felt um, that he had not been tested, and I think that the, the, the cards fell his way against Clare, against Dublin, and against against um, against um, Kilkenny. But I felt that Seamus Flanagan, who was on the top of his forum, won nine from play coming into the All Ireland from three games. I'll take it from a full forward all day, every day that he would provide a totally, totally different challenge. And um, that, that, that is precisely what happened. And, of course, we, had, we, we, we saw Alan Gillan as, you know, at Alan Gillan's best. And what about Peter Casey? You know, um, if, if there is a downer for me in this All-Ireland, and it is very, very hard to find it, it is that Peter Casey wasn't on the field for 75 minutes. Yeah. But he's an absolute joy to watch. Oh, they're definitely a joy to watch, and all we can hope for now is that we'll we'll well. I, I presume most of the, most of the the other senior clubs in Limerick won't want to see him from the Pearce for the neutrals. You'll be hoping that he's back from the Pearce next week, and we'll be touching on that next week. That we'll be able to see all these players in their clubs again next week. There's there's no real break, but we're actually going to come. Graham Mulcahy unfortunately picked up an injury as well, Jack, and that's why he came off. You know. Yeah. But, and like um, you, you, you're right there about the about the county championship. Um, we want to see all those heroes, and uh, any sportsman will want to see, um, irrespective of club affiliations, that they, they'll they'll want to see the Peter Cases and the Graham Mulcahy's um, participating in, in in the club championship because, like, the the club championship is going to be robbed of of. Some some of its star star attractions. If 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 these guys fail to make it, and I understand both of them are, are under pressure at this stage to 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 participate in the early in the early stages of the championship anyway. Yeah, with best best wishes to both. They've been two integral parts of these three All Ireland successes. I have a comment in here from Liam Wolf, Matt. 
Um, is Sean Finn Limerick's best ever defender? You've seen a lot more hurling than me. I can't think of any any defender from any other team that has, is better than Sean. What would you think of that? I would agree with Liam. I would agree with Liam. He's absolutely... I've been watching him since he was very, very, very young. Um, he, he's absolutely Mr. Consistency. And, you know, you, you're kind of a consistent defender, you know, um, playing average, like, but this is a, a, a defender playing at, at, at the very, very, very top level. Like, um, it was a big statement from Jackie Carroll on the Sunday game earlier on this year to say that um, that um, Sean, Sean Finn is currently the best defender in the game, of which, of course, I would totally agree. And probably Limerick's best defender of all time, yeah. I, I couldn't argue with it. Yeah, and four All-Stars in a row. Well, he hasn't got the fourth one yet, but sure. There's, there's no one going to take that All-Star from Sean, but the consistency... They were taking it off him. They were taking it off him a couple of weeks ago. Well, that was just that was just madness. And I think Sean Finn, as long as he's lining out, um, is an All-Star. He's just the, the ease at which everything he does looks. Obviously, he works tremendously hard, but... I've often seen Finn run into a rock and the ball pops up for him. The ball is, is just a he's just a magnet to the slitter. Um and thank God that we have him. Um and as I said, he's a guaranteed all star. But just listen to James Scale the other day and off the ball, he was he was just talking about the Limerick team in general and he we were he was talking about Keen Lynch and just how extraordinary he is. And I want to talk about Keen, but he was saying that for the shortlist for her of the year, there shouldn't be a shortlist. Just give it to Keane and give it to Keane for the next two or three years. Such was his performance this year. Like six points from playmat, but it was probably a, a tale of two halves. In the first half, playmaking, set up two, four, put the game to bed. bed. And then when it's dying down a bit in the second half, clips over five from play at his ease. Just outstanding. But sure, look, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss. Jack, I have to say, and you know, you know how, where I stand on, on on Keen Lynch. I'm at a loss that people are surprised, actually, because, like, um, look, Jack, and I don't mind saying it's since I was knee high to a grasshopper, I have been listening to the I have been listening to the argument um, whether um, the greatest hurler of all time was Mackie or Ring. I think they've been surpassed by Lynch. That's all, I, that's all I can say. Because if they were better, they were supermen. Yeah, and only, only 25 years of age to, to be proclaimed as Limerick's best ever player. But it just, he can do it all. And I, like, he doesn't appear to be a kind of a shoot first kind of player. He seems to want to bring everyone into the game. And for anyone that watches basketball, it's kind of like the, the Jordan LeBron James or LeBron James debate that. Michael Jordan was a pure scorer, where LeBron James is kind of an as, as make more assists or whatever. But Lynch does it both ways, and it like absolutely, Jack. You you you're summing it up. He he's a hurling genius, absolutely hurling genius. He has the sweetest skills that every hurler in the country would die for, and and he makes it look easy. But above all, Jack, above all, Keen Lynch is the ultimate ultimate team player absolutely yeah. and, and and you're right in your summary of him he turned provider for the first half and turned executioner in the second half yeah you know, <laughs> just, 
You run out of superlatives to, to describe Absolutely. Them. I don't know where you can get, um, in any lexicon, where, where you can get um, words to adequately describe that performance. But look, um, that performance was on, on the big stage. Practically every day we're going out, we're seeing this type of performance. Like if you look back to the Munster final and Limerick in the mm. trenches, if you look back, you know, um, where did the master puppeteer that pulled all the strings? Uh, who was it? Yeah, Keen Lynch. Yeah, he's just it's it's been a season for the ages, a season like no other from from Keen, and I suppose he doesn't stand out as much because everyone around him is so good. But I think he makes everyone else that much better. That he's so important to this team, and hopefully, we won't ever have to see him Limerick without him. But I'd say it would be very interesting that if he wasn't there at 11 or 8 or 9 or wherever he may be, how Limerick would operate. But Keane Lynch is definitely one of the main reasons for, for Limerick's change in fortunes over the last number of years. But I think this is a brilliant picture of Keane Lynch and JP Amanis. Like the, the impact of JP on, on these All-Ireland successes cannot be lost, really, can they? It can be lost, and, and that, that's, an, that's an excellent photograph, and that, that, there's no one more entitled to be sharing the moment than J.P. McManus. And you, you must remember people are saying like that um, J.P. McManus did this, that, and the other thing to win the All-Ireland Finals for Limerick. J.P. McManus was backing and supporting Limerick long, long before this team emerged. You know, mm. he, he was a backer and an ardent backer of Limerick when it was you could almost say unfashionable to do so. So, like, there is no one more entitled to his, to his, to his moment in the sun. Plus, an absolute out-and-out genuine GA man who in, in past existence was, was an officer of his club and attended county board meetings and all that sort of thing. So, J.P. McManus's credentials to be involved with this Limerick team um, cannot, cannot be questioned. Um, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know... Um, as as I said, how many years has he been involved now? He he was he he's been involved and and supporting Limerick at a time when there wasn't the ghost of a chance of an All Ireland. Yeah, um, deserved. He, he was supporting Limerick when 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 our All Ireland was to try and win the first round of the Munster Championship. So yeah. people like him are entitled to bask in the sunshine, because they've had many rainy days with Limerick. Yeah, we've had we've had many many rainy days, and I think like the players obviously are an exceptional bunch, and and from the academy and things. But the work of John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk just to to take these players, and you can see it like they're completely different players. Even from the win in two thousand eighteen, they've come on so much. Like you, like the work of Kiley and Kinnerk has just transformed these players into three time All winners, and there's many more to come. Please God. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, we, we can't overstate it. You mentioned Mikey Kiley as well um, earlier on there, and 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 John has publicly lauded um, Mikey's contrib contribution, and, and rightly so, um, behind the scenes, and indeed the, the, the entire backroom team. But um, it, 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 these are absolutely these guys are absolutely geniuses at what they do. Um, they, 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 and Jack, we we've been saying it um, this year. And I, I, I'm firmly convinced of it that right from the start, and um, we were wondering and we were worrying 
during the course of the league that, you know, um, things weren't going as we would hope that they would be. But I was convinced all year that the plan for this year was four games. And that's exactly what happened. And there was measurable improvement. Now, a little fly in the ointment was, of course, the first half against Tipperary. But that was rescued. And um, there was measurable improvement from game to game, peaking and culminating in what we saw in Croke Park last Sunday. But these guys are geniuses. They're geniuses at what they do. They're geniuses at the level of organization that they have behind the team, the level of 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 coaching that's behind the team, um, the level of fitness preparation that 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 is behind the team, and the way that they time to get everything spot on. Hats off to them, Jack. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned there um, just about JP coming in involved when Limerick really hadn't a chance to win All Ireland. They probably didn't have much chance to win a Munster Championship game, and from two thousand and we'll say two thousand and two. So 2013, Limerick had three championship wins and they all came in 2007. And now yeah. we've done nine championship games in a row and went back to back Ireland champions. Like, and it's not that long ago, like it's only 10, 15 years. Like the transformation since the academy came in like has been huge. Uh, yeah, but sure. Um, the 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 academy um was was a visionary concept, you know, and um, it, it, it you know, at the time of the academy, and I I know there were people that opposed it for sometimes very narrow insular reasons. Um, uh, at the time that the academy was established, um, it, it, the, the the option of doing nothing was not there, Jack. But establishing the academy, and they have been established in some other places as well. The, the, the academy is only as good as the men that are organizing it and the men that are running it. Um, it the, the academy is a structure, but it, it, it is the way it has been run and the excellent manner in which it's been run. And that, that is where the success is. And that's why the academy is a success. It's driven from the top by hands on by Joe McKenna. And um, we, 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 we've, to, we've to give full credit to all these. Shane Fitzgibbon was involved in the early days of it as well. It was a visionary concept, um, but it was on, it's only as good as it's set up and as good as the people that are running it. And they're doing an excellent job. Yeah, and I suppose someday we might, we might just talk about the academy as a whole later on in the year when the, the club championships are over because like, it's, it's a brilliant story really, like in a... And it's a huge indicator of the work, hard work pays off, essentially. But just with 2020 or 2021, I suppose, coming to an end, like Limerick are, are huge favourites again for 2022. But if they are to be usurped, like what teams do you see? Like, do you think this defeat will set back Cork a number of years or will they grow from it? Like, say, Galway have the talent, definitely. Tipperary will have a new manager. Watford have Lean Cahill again. Like, there are teams, but who would be best poised to put it up to Limerick? Jack, at this remove, I haven't given thought to, to be honest. Um, uh, at this remove, Limerick so, looks so far ahead of the posse that, that it's hard to know. I suppose an awful lot may depend on how the championship is structured next year. Will, will we have a similar type championship? Or will we will we revert back to... Um, to um, 
the 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 round robin series in Munster, depending on the pandemic, I suppose. Um, we didn't meet Claire this year. You know, um, yeah. I understand that uh, Claire have given a huge vote of confidence to to Brian Lohan for three years. I think um, Peter Duggan is back on board for the coming year, which should be a big big plus. And um, I honestly don't know. Um, I, I I wouldn't hazard a guess at this stage. I I thought this year it would have been Galway. And then I thought there might have been a kick in Tipperary. None of that materialised. It's 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 very 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 hard to call it out there. When when one team is is so far ahead of the posse at this stage, it's it's very very hard to know where a challenge will come from. But like if you like that, there's no doubt um, that the red tide is rising. Like on Sunday, they were bidding to complete a fantastic treble of minor under 20 and senior in the one, not one year, but in the one five days, um, which which means that, that there must be a reservoir of young talent in Cork. Um, like they had an exceptionally good minor team this year, but it'll take a couple of years for them to trans, um, to, um, to um, transition. Um I, I, I honestly don't know, Jack. Um, I, I'd be poking in the dark. Um, absolutely. And, um, and an awful lot of water is going to go under the bridge before we'll be back in championship action again. Uh, as I said, there are too many, um, you know, unknowns. I suppose the, the, the main unknown is that we don't know what the format will be. I, I'm not so sure that we, will we be back to the round robin in Munster again. I don't know. Um, how how are we going to? Um, um, what is going to be the situation with the split season? Like there are a lot of big decisions facing the GA in in the aftermath of this 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 COVID pandemic. That's if if we're ever going to get out of it. Yeah, I think we'll be back to the round robin, but I suppose it remains to be seen. Um, there's a comment in here from Jewel Lee Mac. Was it your birthday at the weekend, Matt? It was my birthday on Sunday. I didn't know. Happy birthday to you, Matt. Um, Thanks, A great Julia. birthday present it was. Thank you. It was the best birthday present you ever got, was it? Well, it was. Um, it, 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 it's, it, um, it, um, it bettered the one I got in 2018. Because the twi- and 2018 was the night that John Kiley came home um to Galbley after winning the 2018 All-Ireland. I was doing MC that night in the stage in Galbley and the entire panel were there. And um, John Kiley, however, he found out, discovered it was my birthday. And he serenaded, and he's not a bad singer now. No. He, 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 he serenaded happy birthday to me. Yeah, you mentioned John Kiley as a singer. I'll never forget him singing um, Piano Man in the Gaelic Crowns in 2018. Do you think we'll have um, a homecoming of some sort later on in the year, maybe. Yeah, well, the mayor has um, the, the mayor has um, has is on public record during the week um, uh, lamenting the fact that due to the COVID restrictions that we couldn't have a um, that we couldn't have a homecoming that would be that would be fit this team. But um, um, he, he gave a promise um, subject to um, the lifting of restrictions and subject to whatever the public health guidelines are at the time, 
that that he in his capacity as the, the city and county's first um, citizen will will um will be hoping to organize something but um you know that's as far as he can go at this stage with with, with public health guidelines and anything but you know any kudos that are showered or directed in this group's player way and i'm talking from john Kylie down to the 36 man in the squad is fully deserved and they deserve every bit of it jack yeah and you talk you talk about them deserving it like it I think the players themselves deserve it, but the people at Limerick probably deserve it to to give back because, as you mentioned so already so far, the players have have given so much joy and hope to these people or to the people of Limerick during this troublesome time. But talking about deserving things, um, the All Stars will probably debate will rage on for a, for maybe a week or so now, and it'll go on the back burner while the club championships on. So we might touch on it briefly. The Sunday game team of the year had 11 Limerick men on it. Now, nine is the record. We got nine last year. Like, there is a, like, there is a genuine case for the 15 Limerick players. There's no doubt about that, is there? Jack, I, I, I don't know. I'm, your boss, Raf, accused me of having green mist in my eyes. Um, we saw such a performance in Croke Park last Sunday, and I'm don't apologize to anybody anywhere for saying this. There was a compelling case for the 15 Limerick players to be named in the team of the year. Yeah. That was the consummate performance. That is the type of performance that you would like all young players and young kids starting off down at under six to aspire to. Like there, were, there wasn't a dirty stroke in the game. It was a fabulous game of hurling and full credit to Cork. Cork will always play hurling, you know, and um, it's it's the way they like to play it. And um, but um, there was a compelling case for all fifteen. Uh, you know, I they, all right. There were arguments uh, against. We'll say um, there were arguments in favour of people instead of of um, Nicky Quaid, uh, Dan Morrissey, Garod Hegarty. And um, uh, Darrow Donovan. But, like, I didn't hear any argument as to why they shouldn't be in it. Because mm. I, can give, I can give them plenty of arguments as to why they should. And I think anyone that was watching that Sunday, like, you, you start with Nikki Quaid. And no apologies to the woman that, that uh, texted us in last week. Now, when are we going to stop talking about Nikki Quaid? We're not. Um, <laughs> um, how could you make a case? Yeah. I ask you, how could you make a case against Nicky Quaid not being goalkeeper of the year? Come on, Jack. Yeah, that's that's one I, I couldn't understand. Owen Murphy made a couple of saves uh, against Cork. Like, in fairness, I mean, Owen Murphy probably is one of the best goalies of all time, if not the best. But <laughs> Nicky Quaid, like, like, I'm laughing because it's kind of farcical to say that he wouldn't be the all-star goalie. Like, he doesn't have to do, make as many saves. That's that's fair because Limerick defense is so good. When he needed to against Waterford, he made those saves. But like the puckouts, he's probably Limerick's best distributor of the ball from goals. He sets up so many attacks. Like you could not have him in the team of the year, and that was one thing that I definitely stood out from the Sunday game team of the year straight away. I was like, like how we don't have Nicky Quaid with Brendan Cummins on the panel. I don't know. I I, I don't get it. He said Patrick Hargan's penalty. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
that's a turning point in the year because Cork would have went five ahead. Like uh, it seemed to take the wind out of the sails, like little moments. But I, I'm I'm la I'm la I'm laughing to myself because it's so farcical. I, 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 I you know, this is comic book stuff. Like I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it, Jack. Yeah, well, Nicky Quaid deserves it, and I hope by the time the dust settles that like it. Uh, the context of Nicky Quaid and how important he is to this Limerick team will be noticed by those picking it. But you make a case for all 15 Limerick players. Like, who who's guaranteed on the Limerick team to get an all-star? Like, who is without a shot? Like, we mentioned Sean Finn earlier, um, Keen Lynch. Who else, like, is guaranteed one? Oh. Sean Finn, we said, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I see Tim Handy's... Texting is in there. He couldn't agree more on Nicky Quaid. Yeah, he's a good. He's a club mate of mine. <laughs> Shout out to Timmy Hanley this morning. Uh, well, up right near there, I presume. <laughs> well, you have a beauty as a club mate, uh, Tim. But well, well said there anyway. On on on, on that one, um, like Sean, look, go through him one to fifteen. Like, who can you make a case for against him? Well, if you're if you're making no, a, you, a you, case, no, let's let you know. Are, are are we kind of crystal balling as to who might get him, or are we saying who should get him? There's a um, big there's a big difference, and I, I I believe there's a small bit of politicking going on in in these all stars because some of them I I I I don't get it from time to time. Now we got it fairly accurately right last year, Jack. Mm. But um, uh, which are we doing? Are we saying who should get him? <laughs> um, or are we saying who do we think they'll give him to? Uh, I'd say, I'd say who like I, I, I think it's I don't think you can give it fifteen euro players. Like I, I just don't think. I don't think it's fair, first of all, because like the, the team is so good. I think if you put a lot of players into the Limerick setup, that they would flourish. Now, not to the same extent that the Limerick players are. They're obviously that bit better. But I think, would we'll say Jack O'Connor, for example, I think quite in the final, but he's picked up by Sean Finn. God, he was excellent against Kilkenny. He was, he was good in all their other games. Like I think he deserves an all-star. Um, because I think if you put him into the Limerick team, he'd be having an Ireland medal, anyways, and probably more scores. I think, like the likes of Conor Prunty deserves a shout out. Callum Lyons was good all year. Tony Kelly and Colin Malone from Clare. Like, I think you could put a make a case for the fifteen Limerick. But I don't think you can because I think you have to contextualize and see um, Conor Prunty versus Dan Morrissey, for example. Dan Morrissey, I don't think did anyone score off him this year. Uh, did anyone even attempt to take him on? Did they ever really win it in front of Dan? But Conor Prunty you, maybe... you, 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 talking about Dan Morrissey, and and um, I, I I thought Dan Morrissey when he played in the league wasn't wasn't the Dan Morrissey that we had um, that we had seen last year, and and um, um, but like Dan Morrissey through the league and in the early stages of the championship was trying to shake off one of those injuries that's hard to shake off. But by God, in Limerick's moment of crisis, when, when Dan Morrissey was called into the fray in the Munster final, 
We saw what Dan Morrissey can do, could do. We saw what he could do in the semi-final. We saw what he did last Sunday. You know, yeah. I don't know how anyone can make a case, um, uh, you know, for Conor Prunty. You're a Conor Prunty fan. <laughs> I am, and you're the opposite. Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the opposite. But I'm a pragmatist, and um, I, I I think that 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 um, um, it's it's Dan Morrissey all day for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like I I would make the case kind of front because I think it's kind of um, you're trying to pick players from Limerick that not necessarily don't deserve it, but like I think the fact that Dan Morrissey doesn't start the first two games would count against him. Um, and I think that Barry Nash has to get one this year because he missed out last year. Rightly or wrongly, he was there thereabouts. Um, and I think um, Kyle Hayes, Declan Hannon, and Dear Burns are also all nailed on. So I don't think you're going to give the six to Limerick. So I think Conor Prunty is the next best defender, I thought, all year. Tim O'Mahony coming into the final was very quiet in the final, um, whereas Conor Prunty was decent in all his games. But I don't think you can give the first seven All-Stars to Limerick players. I think they all deserve them. But that's probably why I would put Conor Prunty in there, just to change up the colour, if anything. But I think, first and foremost, Barry Nash, all-star this year. And to come from... We're not in aesthetics now, Jack, of colour or any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> we're, we're... I know, yeah. yeah, but on Barry, like, 2015, uh, corner forward, man the match. Um, probably it was, it was centre-forward for the minor teams. Um, and in 2013, it was his score that was, was chalked off. But... I think he has to get, like, the, the transition to cornerback, which is such a specialised position, like, to do with such ease, like, he's nailed on, I think, for the number four jersey. You're talking there now for two minutes about Barry Nash, Jack, and I I agree 100% with you, 150% with you. <laughs> Ab- abs- absolutely nailed on, no question about it, I think. Who, who is that even a challenger? In the early in the early days of uh, in the early days of the All Stars, when they were picked in positions rather than picked in backs, midfield and forwards, there was the odd occasion where there was an unchallenged uh, position, just one nominee. Mm. Like and and um, he um, he um, you know he he'd been that category nearly absolutely outstanding. I see Mike Condon tells us that Tony Kelly deserves an All Star. We'll be coming to him in a minute. <laughs> but um, 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 the, the the transition the, of Barry Nash has been phenomenal. Like from a forward, and people were when he was named at halfback, people were asking, well, "Does John Kiley realise what he's doing?" Um, you can be sure that John Kiley realises what he's doing. Like he started at halfback, and we know how he became a cornerback in Limerick's mm. crisis. In, in the first round of the Munster Championship last year when Mikey Casey and Richie English were out, he dovetailed back into it. And, like, he has grown game on game on game. He, he, he had a bit of difficulty for the first 15 minutes against Clare on his debut cornerback. And, you know, that, 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 that's as much as trouble that he has experienced. Mm. You know, he's 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 like as if he as if he grew up a cornerback. Yeah. But Jack, he hasn't forgotten his forward instincts, no, as we saw before half time on Sunday. He he knows where the sticks are. No, he does. 
Yeah, he's just he's just a brilliant a brilliant player, and it's something someone mentioned that all those Limerick players that a lot of them have tr- transitioned to the back. And another one that I'm going to mention now is Declan Hannon, that like you can see the forward instinct in him, but like he scored two points f- from play. Um, he seems to do that in other finals against Joe Canning three years ago. He was nominated for end the match. He was nominated for end the match at the weekend. But the one thing that stuck out for me from Declan Hannon, I think I saw it somewhere else was. In 2013, he probably had his lowest moment in a Limerick jersey. Um, was he 20th time, 21 maybe, to be on the freeze in an All-Ireland semi-final? The weight of expectation that was on him didn't go to plan for him that day. And since then, like a year later, he scored five from play at wing forward against Kilkenny. That's forgotten about because Limerick lost. But the way he has responded on, in Crow Park days, magnificent against Waterford. Real against um, Cork at the weekend. Like Declan Hannon is a shoe in for his second All Star at centre back, and there's no centre back that can live with him. Well, I, I would say magnificent every day. I wouldn't just say magnificent against Waterford. I would say an absolute cornerstone of, of of the Limerick team. And I, I've said umpteen times, and I'll say it again at the risk of being repetitive and boring, that um, he, he he does things and make them look so simple. That ordinary people, that ordinary players struggle to do, and he, he makes it just look natural, and it it, it goes under the, the radar. But Jack, um, his leadership on the field is absolutely phenomenal. Like with Declan Hannon, you get the complete package: the outstanding hurler, outstanding centre back, and a born leader, all rolled into one. It was an inspired choice. To, to, to name him as captain. Yeah, it was inspired. Like, and the, 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 just just getting back to the All Ireland final again. And Patrick Horgan was the court captain, and I would criticise him for this. Like they got three or four frees, close in frees, late in the game. The game was practically over. Why didn't he try and go for a goal? Nonchantly walked up, tapped it over the bar. What was the point of that? Uh, I don't know. Probably put more respectability in the scoreline. I don't know. I think, like as you said, the, the game was over at that stage. But on Declan Hannon again, um, he's the the first man since Christy Ring to collect three All Ireland medals as captain. Like any time you're compared to Christy Ring, you mentioned Keen Lynch in the same bracket as him. Like you're doing something right. You're doing something special, something unique. Um, Absolutely. Moving on in the team, Luke Toomey or says that it seems like all Limerick from this chat. I suppose it is a Limerick, it is a Limerick based um, podcast. But like when when you win All Ireland final by sixteen points, it's hard to look past Limerick. Really, like, but um, probably are, are a bit biased. Um, moving into midfield, um, Dar Donovan, I think is going to miss out. I don't think he deserves to miss out. I think he'll just wait falls. But it'll be William Donovan who's first All Star. <laughs> An enforcer like no other in the game, and you might like you might want to talk about Darren Donovan first, but like the two of them dovetail so well together. Absolutely, they're, 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 they are the perfect match, and like we're bisecting the team now, and tis tis when you bisect it in this manner that you see um, how every single um, element of um, of the team that 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 that. That John has built, let's say, and John and his backroom team have built, um, how how they all function and function to such a high level. Um, Darrow Donovan, of course, 
is totally consistent um and in in that um you know he's what should I put it? His use of the ball has always has always been one of his strengths, and 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 has been very good. Chips in, chips in with a few scores, and um, he he has formed this partnership now with <clears throat> with um, with Willem O'Donoghue, and um, you you can see the way they're able to negate. Um, um, you know the, the some of the big names of the game, like because. Uh, some of the influencers of the game, like Jamie Bann was key, absolutely key to Waterford's chances. Now he's played against Willem who three or four times and has, hasn't been allowed impact in the game. We saw something similar with this duo of uh, Willem O'Donoghue and Darrow Donovan last week. Where um, and I have great time for him as a hurler and that's that if it's given, it's well, well, well documented is. I, I think he's an excellent hurler, but he wasn't allowed to put his stamp on, on, on the game at all last Sunday. So, you know, that's full credit to him. Now, it's if you ask me, should the Tuben be in? I say yes. You, If you ask me, will the Tuben be in? I'll say no, because I'm just crystal ball gazing into what might happen. And I think Willem who and Tony Kelly will probably be the midfield pairing. Yeah, I think I think Tony Kelly will go into midfield, and I think I think um, for Cork's point of view, that Patrick Horgan and Jack O'Connor probably deserve to make the team, and so does Tony Kelly. So you shoe, shoehorn him into the midfield; it's the easier choice, I suppose. When you have so many Limerick players, they're not going to give out as much. Um, if you had fifteen Limerick players, you'd have people giving out from all over the country. If you've 12, 13, it's easier to accept if one or two don't make it. We just said that. But I think Jack O'Connor deserves it over Patrick Horgan if you are going to get a Corkman in there. Two of them maybe deserve it. I think from Limerick, Keen Lynch is her of the year. I don't even know if there's any point discussing that. Um, no. Tom Morrissey deserves an all-star, definitely. Flanagan and Casey do. And I think probably... The two Limerick forwards that I'd leave out if I had to leave them out is Garot Hegarty and Aaron Galland, which sounds mad. But Garot Hegarty was hurt of the year last year. He hasn't hit them same heights. On the final day, he did. 2-2 from play. Um, Aaron Galland hasn't hit the heights of 2019 when he was, I think, hurt of the year up until Limerick were knocked out. I think if he gets an Ireland final, he's hurt of the year. So for that reason, I think it's easier to leave them out and probably put in um, a Jack O'Connor or even a Tony Kelly or a Patrick Horgan. What would your thinking be on the forwards? Yeah, I, it, as I said, we're crystal ball. You know, we're guessing as to what might happen, and I, I think you're you, you're possibly on the right lines there. But um, do we do we look outside Cork and Limerick? Um, uh, like a case could be made possibly for Jason Ford. Um, I think despite Galway's um, travails, I I was impressed with both Conor Whelan and Con Cannon. Yeah, you know, you know, um, there's this so uh, O'Connor in Wexford, Rory Connor or Rory O'Connor, you know, um, uh, this lad David Burke in Gal in Dublin, you know, there, there there can be cases made. Um, uh, certainly, I agree with your analysis about uh, Jack O'Connor. To me, Jack O'Connor up to the All Ireland final was a sensation, and and um, um, so um. You know, it's hard to leave him out, but you, we've seen in the past 
how much a part um, a performance in an All-Ireland final means when it comes to the selection of the All-Stars. That is the unfortunate thing it against. And I think that is something that might militate against Jack O'Connor. I'm a fan of Jack O'Connor's, you know. And I think, like, in one of Cork's darkest hours, in one of Cork's darkest hours, which was last Sunday, I think one man shone like a beacon as well. And it wasn't easy. And that's Seamus Hannity. Yeah, four points from player. Class. I, I thought Seamus Hannity, you know, um, something about Seamus Hannity that, you know, to me, um, I have the utmost admiration for the guy. Great player, absolutely fantastic player. And I think last Sunday, you know, you had quality performances all over the place from men in green. But if you wanted a quality performance from with, with Cork and then the trenches, um, it it was um it came from Seamus Hannity. Um I, I thought he was I thought he was outstanding last Sunday. Um, um I I think a shout out can be made for him. Um yeah, he's no, maybe he had a great final, um decent enough semi final. Uh didn't have a great game against Limerick, maybe in the Munster Championship. But like Seamus Hannity is a key player, he's one of the two survivors that Cork had from, from the 2013 All-Ireland Final. He's been around, given great service. I certainly think he he should he should come into the mix. Yeah, I think now, a lot of um, them, them Cork players will get nominations, and rightly so. But we're, for, we're, we're, we're forgetting TJ Reid. You know, yeah, if I was trying to stomach it, if I was plucking a forward from Kilkenny, it'd be Owen Cody. Or Owen Cody. Owen Cody has been very, very good. Yeah. So, like... Um, we are kind of um, limiting it to Cork and Limerick, but I, I, I think it will be, it'll be broadened much wider. Certainly, the nominations will be broadened much wider. But um, uh, we're trying to second guess what the same. Look, we're confused, Jack. You and I are confused at the one time. Doesn't like between, us between what we think should be the, what we think sh- should be the team, and what we think will be the team. Well, I think I think what should be the team is is probably twelve to thirteen Limerick players. I'd say they'll break the record. I think they'll get ten, maybe or eleven. But um, this is for later on the line when the dust settles and people have the chance to watch over games. You might um appreciate other players more. Like it's all Limerick now, and and rightly so, as we mentioned before. And we've gone over the hour now, and we were going to talk in depth about Limerick versus Kilkenny of the OA team and. We'll chat a bit about it, but we'll we'll do we'll we'll talk about it more later on in the year. But like this, the barometer was at set was Kilkenny 08 against Waterford, um, a twenty three point win, and they put three thirty on the board. Limerick surpassed that three thirty score; they got three thirty two. Now the margin of victory was less. Cork scored one twenty two, but just on face value, Matt, where does this Limerick team compare with the 08 Kilkenny team? They compare very favourably. Because the first point I would make is that Cork were a better team in 2021 than mm. Waterford were in 2008. That's the first point I would make. I I, I think um I I, I think they, they they compare very very favourably. Now there are a lot of huge names. Absolutely, some of the real great names, not just of Kilkenny hurling, but of of of, Kilke- of hurling. Like when you look at Michael Kavanagh. Look at Noel Hickey. 
with JJ Delaney. Um, look at um, Owen Larkin, Eddie Brennan, Henry Shefflin. You know, absolutely names that, you know, roll off the tongue. And if you if you if you look at the if you look at the Kilkenny bench back then, you had fellas like James McGarry on it. Um, you had um, John Tennyson, Michael Fennelly, Michael Rice, Richie Hogan, T.J. Reid. You know that was a multi, multi, multi-talented squad. Yeah. You know, and look. You'd need considerable time, and you 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 would need what you would need to make the comparison would be to assess the number one with the number ones, the number twos with the number twos, and the number threes with the number threes, and so on. But time doesn't permit us to do that. No, but now, will, around around Christmas time, we can we can do another special. But um, yeah, they compare extremely favorably. And I think probably the biggest common denominator is that last name, Brian Cody and John Kiley. Like it's they're they're John Kiley's as close to Brian Cody's you're going to get in terms of like just I think the Limerick players would do anything for John Kiley. Absolutely, sure. You know, the record is there. He's a four time All Ireland winning manager. There, there are there are few there are few that can have that on their CV. Like he did it, he did it at under twenty one, and he oversaw the transition to senior. And mind you, I'll say it before I remember at the presentation of the All Ireland medals in twenty fifteen, John Kiley was at pains to tell anyone that was prepared to listen to him at that particular function that it was going to be a three year project to win a senior. He was spot on. <laughs> He's rarely wrong, is John, if, if ever. Um, it's just never wrong, Jack. We're just blessed, Matt, really, to be witnessing this. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we, we look, we're pinching ourselves. We're black from pinching ourselves because, um, we just we, we. It's just incredible to believe that we have seen this transformation. Like, and we look back in our nineteen. I, I remember the nineteen nineties. We lost two All Ireland finals, and I mean lost. Mm. Big L O S T. Like, will we ever forget the way we succumbed to Offaly and succumbed to a 14 man Wexford? You know, we lost All Islands and we were looking on it all with Claire and Offaly winning All Islands. We we're saying to ourselves, oh My God, we are a hurling county and we can't do it. What's wrong? You know, and it, it, it has taken almost a quarter of a century since um, to, to get it right. And 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 um, and certainly when we got it right, we got it really right. Um, yeah. Uh, because we could have been completing four in a row with a bit of luck. Yeah. You know, um, even though that um, uh, Tom Morrissey argued in me after the match on on Sunday, like when he was asked the question that Limerick wasn't good enough on the day, full stop. And uh, I I agree with him to a point. In that um, it shouldn't have come down to that last decision. Um, Limerick had enough of opportunities to have the game put to bed before that, and just probably well. And John Kiley was on, uh, of the same mind, well, weren't um, on, on, on the day. So, like, um, what has been achieved has been phenomenal. And like the prospects for the future, Jack, 
are huge. When you yeah. see 19-year-old Colin Coughlin coming on there, you know, this this, this is the future. You know, you have Carl O'Neill waiting on the wings. You have Adam English waiting on the wings. Aidan O'Connell waiting on the wings. All these sort of fellas waiting. And, and um, there's going to be a spring in their step. They, they, will be, they will be saying to themselves, by God, we're going to get in and get part of this slice of this action. Yeah, just on the under-20s there, you mentioned, um, obviously, Cork won. You mentioned Cork won the, the under-20s and minor All-Ireland. Like, Cork, this under-20s Cork team is being lauded as one of the best ever. Like, has Limerick put him up to this year in under-20s? Like, um, Cork were the better team in the day, there's no doubt about it. But Limerick were right with them. So They, like, they, they were right with him and could actually have stolen it. At, at right, right at the finish and to, to have been a steal in fairness because Cork were dominant for long, long periods and it is a, it is a very, very good Cork team but the, but the trick is now um, how many of them and when will they make the transition to senior? Yeah. I, I, I think what's required in Cork now Cork, Cork got on a bit of a roller coaster this year with um, one day on the, 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 the late 2020 um uh, under 20 final and after 22 years and the minors were going well I think it was as clear as daylight from the time a first ball was poked in the Munster Championship the Cork would not only win the Munster Minor Championship but that they'd win the All-Ireland and that's the first All-Ireland after 20, 20 years so Cork, Cork, Cork got on a bit of a roll you know but um, it's, it's, it's hard to know now it's hard to know um, what the impact of last Sunday's defeat will have on the Cork hurling psyche. That that is the big question, because there, there is no doubt that there there are an awful lot of very very exciting young players coming through in Cork. And does it call um, uh, the question for Kieran Kingston if he stays in 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 situ, and whoever the Cork manager is, do they go for massive surgery from day one? Put him in and leave him in. You know, move out a share of the old guard and bring in these new young guns because there are certainly some very, very exciting players on that under-20 side. There's no doubt about it. And very, very exciting players, Jack, in the minor team. So there's, yeah. there are two cohorts of very, very good players coming in court. But the trick is, and Galway, um, Galway will vouch for this, um, underage success is a, it doesn't guarantee you anything. No, it definitely doesn't. Galway, we're all the time talking about Galway, um, Galway minors and the success they have. They've won six All Ireland minor titles since 2011, and we're wondering why they're not transitioning to senior. I can tell you to a certain degree why they're not transitioning to senior. Because they're not even transitioning to under twenty and under twenty-one, so it's it's there that the logjam is that 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 they're they're not just driving on from minor to the next level. So um, Cork have to be careful. Um, their situation has to be managed. They have a lot of young players coming, and there's there's there's, there's there are big decisions to be made, and something that you know. Isn't scarce supply in Cork when it comes to um, chasing the Lee McCarthy Cup, and that is patience. Um, this needs to be patiently handled, handled 
and certainly Cork will be back, but um, will they be back in 2022? I'm not so sure. No, Cork, they're definitely a coming team, but the here and now is Limerick. Limerick have arrived. They've arrived for the last few years and they, they show no signs of slowing down. Um, I think we'll leave it there, Matt, an hour and 11 minutes. I, look, you could talk all day about these, these Limerick team, these Limerick players. You could give an hour to each individual on that team, the management team, everything. It's just run so well. Um, it's brilliant to watch. It has made our year so far. We're already looking forward to seeing them back in action. But um, it was the, it was pretty much the perfect season, second year in a row. Um, we'll, we won't be finished with it yet. We'll be looking at All-Stars later on in the year. We'll probably look at that Kilkenny team when the dust settles. Um, th there's so much to talk about yet. But I suppose I want to finish here with a clip and it'll be over then. But I was just putting a promo together for the Winnacouga and all the details behind it. And just the camaraderie and the friendship and just the crack these players seem to have a train and it just bring it bring bring a smile to a broad smile to my face um they're a real team there's a real bond Keen Lynch said we die for each other and I think there and then lies the essence of this team that they do anything for each other and the management team so I'll leave you with that chart clip for the, the winner br 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 bringing a smile to the broadcaster with a permanent smile <laughs> yeah just, they're just brilliant to watch Matt they're a credit to their families to Limerick to everything um, so that does it for, for me and Matt today. Uh, we'll be back later on to, to preview this weekend's um, senior football action. Next week, we'll be looking forward to the return of the Hurling, um, and there's plenty more to come. But for, for now, um, very, um, many thanks for joining in, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome, Jack. Now you still on the <laughs> Here we have this beautiful car. You have a chance of winning at www.winnacuga.ie for 20 euros, and your support is much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. No, Dave, you just lay across the planet. Stop on or off? Pitch up the shots a bit. You're right, man. <laughs> nice car for you to, to win though. It'd be lovely. Super grady. Yeah. I take it. Accuracy is the bitch. It's off, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you you say your hips going that way and your face this way. Oh, you see that? You see that? Oh my good god. Why is this just face that way? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that?